Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. It's Thursday, February 6th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick. And this is What a Day, the sweet sugary coating that makes our president beating impeachment easier to chew on. So we're M&Ms. <laughs> yeah, that's what we are. I call green. <laughs> on today's show, the final, final, final impeachment vote. A new ban on flavored e-cigarette pods goes into effect. Then, as always, some headlines. Yesterday afternoon, 134 days since the impeachment kicked off, the United States Senate voted to acquit President Donald Trump of two articles of impeachment, obstruction of Congress and abuse of power. Well, we called it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we don't feel good that it shook out this way, but silver lining being right isn't the worst thing on earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Akila, so the, the dust is slowly settling, and even though the outcome was not surprising. Let's talk about some notable surprises in the final vote. Yeah, all right. Well, first, let me give you the vote tallies. So listeners at home, remember, you need 67 votes to convict. That's just two-thirds of 100. So for obstruction of Congress, the final vote was 53 to 47. It fell entirely along party lines. And for abuse of power, the vote was 52 to 48. So on that charge, the vote to convict was bipartisan. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The most notable vote to convict came from Republican Utah Senator Mitt Romney. The jury is still out on how much credit should be given to old Mittens. You know, after all, he knew that this vote wasn't going to sway the outcome. And he he was technically just doing his job. I mean, like, <laughs> that was his job. Yeah, that's what he's there for. Yeah. Uh, well, anywho, it was a speech for the ages, and he's likely to be remembered as one of the last Republicans to support the country over the grand old party, at least in this era we're living through. Here's a clip. The grave question the Constitution tasks senators to answer is whether the president committed an act so extreme and egregious that it rises to the level of a high crime and misdemeanor. Yes, he did. The president asked a foreign government to investigate his political rival. The president withheld vital military funds from that government to press it to do so. The president delayed funds for an American ally at war with Russian invaders. The president's purpose was personal and political. Accordingly, the president is guilty of an appalling abuse of public trust. What he did was not perfect. No, it was a flagrant assault on our electoral rights, our national security, and our fundamental values. Corrupting an election to keep oneself in office is perhaps the most abusive and destructive violation of one's oath of office that I can imagine. Yeah. The most abusive and destructive violation of one's oath of office that I can imagine. Whew. Mm. Strong words from Romney. Uh, the speech is definitely worth watching in its entirety. Yeah, it's interesting how he made the case so forcefully, mm-hmm. like in a way that I think a lot of his peers 
had not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like refreshing to be like, oh, okay, that that is what this is all about. Mm-hmm. W- worth noting a couple other things too. This makes Mitt Romney the first senator to, in history to vote against his party in an impeachment trial. You know, this guy was also the former Republican presidential nominee. That's mm-hmm. kind of like if John Kerry had stayed in the Senate and voted to convict Barack Obama. Yeah, and just to you know be clear, Barack Obama was never on trial in the Senate, but it's it's the only one to one we could come up with. <laughs> yes, it's the closest we could get. Right. So. Also in Mitt Romney's speech, he said he expected Donald Trump to personally attack him. And what do you know? At 6.45 p.m. Eastern, Trump tweeted a pretty cheaply edited video calling Mitt Romney a, quote, Democrat secret asset, (laughs) complete with footage of the night Romney lost the election to President Barack Obama in 2012. Posing as a Republican, he tried to infiltrate Trump's administration as Secretary of State. I love the soundtrack from 1996. Uh, The uh, NBA uh, street uh, loading music is really good. Uh, And one more thing that's worth a mention. Democratic Senator Doug Jones of Alabama also voted to convict. And he's facing a tough re-election this year in Alabama. So that's definitely going out on a limb. And it it seemed to have been based on his principles. Yeah, it's good for him. You know, Don't, don't fall to that. You got to have some standards. Yeah, if you're going to go out, go out swinging. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, we all survived impeachment. What's next? All right. Well, like you said yesterday, time's going to tell if there this has a major effect in the future. But there are some events on the calendar that are still pretty relevant to Donald Trump's impeachment. So first, there's a throwback from the Mueller investigation with a court of appeals set to drop a decision soon on the House's subpoena of former White House counsel Don McGahn. If the House wins that decision, uh, we should be expecting some outrage, you know, re-obstruction of of Congress, uh, since at the center of that charge is Trump's belief that he's not really beholden to subpoenas from Nancy Pelosi. Uh, We also mentioned John Bolton's book that you definitely don't have to buy because journalists are going to be excerpting that shit all over the place. And he's still a guy who wanted to send us to war with Iran. So, So, yeah. Yeah, Also, my book, obviously, Stories from My Timeline, is no doubt way better written, more thoughtful. It's also available everywhere right now you don't even have to wait if you want it Mm -hmm. okay so anything else that i'd like to plug no just (laughs) on the topic impeachment got it okay well fine back on the bolton tip representative nadler says the house will likely subpoena him still and in june we can expect the final word from the supreme court on trump's immunity not just in the impeachment case but in defying subpoenas in reference to his tax returns lastly according to 538 it would appear that more americans supported the impeachment process then didn't. So it would be a bold move to continue claiming that this trial was a sham and was so unpopular. But Trump is a known liar uh, and will be making a speech today. So on Twitter, he's already calling his acquittal a victory for the country. And I, I think we can expect more gloating from only the third president in American history to be impeached. Sad. It is a historic day. This might be the last time the WAD studio is filled with the vapors of our writer John's mango jewel pods. He is a sick puppy. That's true. Uh, The reason is that a nationwide partial vape ban goes into effect today as a result of an earlier decision by the Trump administration to go after flavored e-cigarettes. So let's explain, Gideon. How does this ban work? First of all, I'm very sorry we made a joke at John's expense. Yeah, sorry, John. Uh, he, he doesn't deserve it. He only has uh, mint raspberry. jewel pods. <laughs> yeah, or raspberry, <laughs> raspberry on occasion as well, mm-hmm. not mango. Uh, so here's what we know. This partial ban is going to affect most e-cigarettes that are using these pre-filled pods. 
those are the one-time use ones that are often smoked or vapored, if you will, by the teens. <laughs> Vapors. Uh, so sales of fruit, dessert, and mint-flavored pods are going to be outlawed while menthol and tobacco flavors can stick around. Yeah, but even if this like deters kids who haven't started vaping... Aren't a bunch of kids already addicted to tobacco because of this? So, like, I, I don't know. I just doubt that gross flavors are going to be as powerful as, like, the Truth Campaign and turning them around the tobacco addiction. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. That's a that's a real, um, you know, parent to, to teen conversation. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm prepared to have. That's um, fair. But the stated goal of this ban, at least, is to reduce youth vaping if they can. I mean, mm-hmm. according to federal data from last year, almost 28 percent of high school students had vaped in the previous 30 days, which was up from less than 12 percent in 2017. Mm. Interestingly, though, the biggest name in the vaping game, Juul, um, already stopped selling these flavored pods, so they won't be affected. Yeah, so do people actually think this is going to be effective? It's a great question. Uh, Advocates are concerned about what isn't being banned here, including thousands of flavored e-liquids that don't come in pod form, like some refillable liquid devices are still allowed. But the FDA is also saying they're going to keep monitoring what, if any, of the products teenagers are consuming and might take additional steps down the road. Another question here, though, is how aggressively this gets enforced right away and how to even keep track of all these products. Yeah. Like, it's very easy for major retailers to make changes, but for convenience stores and smaller shops, they might not all comply right away right after this happens. It might be hard to regulate. You're right. Uh, well, all of these products kind of came out of nowhere, and now regulators are finally catching up. Anything else major that we can expect coming up? Yeah, in May, the FDA is actually going to start making vape manufacturers submit applications for sales authorization. So up until this point, the products weren't actually approved by the FDA because the FDA had delayed the deadline for these applications. And now you have places like Juul actually reportedly hiring former FDA employees hmm. and researchers to help with this. It's the cramming before a final test of, of you know, vape manufacturers. But <laughs> the, the company has seen a valuation drop given all the backlash to vaping overall and not related to Juul directly. But the lung injury spree of last year that was linked to these unregulated vapes with vitamin E acetate right. also has hurt the entire industry. And then on top of that, these companies are also drawing intense heat from Congress. Thank you, Madam Chair. I just wanted to say a little disclaimer here. I heard all of you over and over again say you were responsible men, men of integrity. That is not true. Uh, people who are have integrity and responsible don't sell products which, after listening to Ms. Degett's questions, you admit uh, make people sick, probably kill people. Um, if you wanted to be men of integrity and responsible men, uh, you would not be selling this product. You'd do something else. So I just want you to understand, I, I'm very upset by hearing this constant reference to your integrity and responsibility. It's just false. God yeah. damn. The, the most lit hearings are uh, energy committee ones about mm-hmm. e-cigs, apparently. So uh, that was Democratic Rep. Frank Pallone uh, yesterday in a hearing with executives from the five largest e-cig manufacturers. He seemed upset. Um, mm-hmm. We'll keep following this story as it develops and promise not to blow vape smoke in anyone's face. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who 
deserves flowers in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Human Rights Watch released a report that provides a chilling look into what happens to asylum seekers forced to return to El Salvador from the U.S. They uncovered 138 people who were killed by gang violence after being turned away by the U.S. government and 70 more people who were subject to human rights abuses. The majority of the deaths happened within less than a year of deportation. HRW says the report is the first to actually monitor what happens to people when they're returned to El Salvador. It's honestly something we should all be keeping our eyes on as Trump's White House continues to ignore very real threats to asylum seekers from Central America while pushing stricter immigration policies. Let's move to a rare moment of hope at the southern border. A federal judge just reversed the convictions of four women arrested for leaving food and water for migrants. They are a part of a faith-based group called No More Deaths that leaves food and water for migrants, making the dangerous journey across the desert. They argue that their actions to prevent death and suffering were a sincere exercise of religion, which is protected by the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Prosecutors tried to argue that what they were doing would encourage more migrants to cross the border. Yes. I, too, often uproot my family and leave behind everything I've ever known for a swig of delicious free Dasani. Mm. <laughs> Luckily, the judge didn't buy this argument. Yeah. Late on Tuesday night, New York State effectively eliminated broker fees for tenants. So peace, guys. L.A. was good while it lasted. But the concrete jungle where dreams are made of just got another tally in their corner. If you're unfamiliar with broker fees, it's a fee of as much as 15 percent of the annual lease that brokers can demand in one lump sum before tenants move in. That comes out to more than a month's rent, which on your average New York City apartment is approximately $90 million. The new rule will still allow for broker fees, but requires them to be paid by the landlord unless the tenant sought out the broker themselves. Word of advice, 
don't seek out a broker. Their apartment's not the lost city of Atlantis. They're not that hard to find. Uh, brokers and landlords are unsurprisingly opposed to the new rule. I want my money back. <laughs> we still don't have the full results from Iowa, thanks in part to a hell app that was designed <laughs> by the same people who make the software on the front of pumps at gas stations. <laughs> but the Iowa Democratic Party has released data from 97% of the state's precincts as of midnight on the East Coast. Those results show Buttigieg and Sanders in a virtual tie in state delegate equivalents and Sanders leading with the popular vote of the first and final alignments. Warren is still in third place. We know Biden took a beating in Iowa with a fourth place finish. He acknowledged that at a campaign event on Tuesday in New Hampshire. I am not going to sugarcoat it. We took a gut punch in Iowa. As we know from Biden's lifeguarding days, when he regularly went toe-to-toe with soaking wet bullies, he won't be taking this hit lying down. He's already taking shots at his opponents, calling Sanders too liberal and Buttigieg too inexperienced. Some within the Biden camp have come very close to challenging the accuracy of the reported results in Iowa. We'll see how long they stick to this historically very good tactic. (laughs) And those are the headlines. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, sign my cast to cheer me up, and tell your friends to listen. He's not wearing a cast. By the way, if you are into reading and not just beautiful clocks like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And and that's that's how you you rent rent out out the lost city city of Atlantis. Atlantis. The room rates are insane. (laughs) They're too high. What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.